93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. And that is how we will kick off the show every Friday from now on going forward, right here on 93.1. Uh, we have, man, can you believe Bill Way's back on the air, Uncle Sid? Ain't that cool, man. So we have Bill right before us. My name's Chase Channel, the other voice you hear. That's Uncle Sid, and you can hang out with us every Friday from 4 to 5. And then right after this, you get some Steve Bowers in your life. That's right. Finally, like a full lineup. We're not out there hanging in the wind by ourselves anymore. baby and we're gonna make our way to the five o'clock woo whistle which we will sound at the end of the show to bring you right on in to steve's show now one of the things that we do every week is we talk about business life the things that you care to hear about on the show but i wanted to mention that today in 1983 there was a song that was released and i'm gonna play it for you Do you know the song, Uncle Sid? I know I hear that in my head whenever I'm walking into the tap. <laughs> this is a uh, music trivia. You, I know you know who it is. It's Michael Jackson Thriller. Thank you. You ding ding ding. Uncle Sid's got a winner finally. Finally. Can you believe that's been that long ago? 1983. I wasn't even born. <laughs> yeah. That's right? amazing, right? Uh, that you weren't a born? No. Was- well, th- this song is just that timeless. Well, this artist is that timeless, yes. Well, I think the song goes right along with it, but I don't know. This is this you know he turned he turned a, a, a video into a, a, virtually a movie with the original intro. I mean, he was you know cutting edge, cutting art, you know, stepping out. Well, I think that it's definitely uh, befitting for the time of year. I mean, Halloween just passed, November's here, and it's another month. Is you know, can you believe it's November? It is today. Yeah, I mean, starting it's, today, it's just amazing. All day today, it's amazing to me. You know, I just it blows me away that November's here. It seems like yesterday it was January. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, Mister Channel. I mean, we got Thanksgiving, then Christmas. I mean, then the year's gone. Can you believe that it'll be 2019? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? It's kind of wild. So on today's show, what I wanted to talk about is, is that I've been working on a project and I think everyone will be excited to hear about it. And we've, uh, this is something that I think we can kind of talk about troubleshooting in business. And uh, before we get into that, I wanted to just say a special congratulations to the team at Victory Honda. They were number one in the entire district for Honda for our stores. That's through Nashville, uh, parts of Mississippi parts of Georgia for uh, percentage of sales objective. And I just think it's cool that, you know, we can't do it without our clients, without everyone right here in West Tennessee. So if you bought a car from us, thank you. And special thanks to the entire team. It takes everyone's effort to make that happen, especially in a market that is actually down right now. Yeah. Honda's a good product. Honda's a great product, but even as the market trends down, we were able to, uh, to keep things up. And do you know how we do that, Uncle Sid? How's that? It's all about people and process. Sure. And I think one of the things that uh, is overlooked in business is the basic processes. And one of those I want to talk about today are the phones. Yeah. Because it seems to me like phone skills are just a thing of the past anymore. Well, communication and engagement with the customer, period, really. So something interesting is that for a long do you remember when, um, well, actually, I know you do because you're old. Do you remember when email was invented? <laughs> invented or when it started being used when it started being used of course so during that time you probably remember like the craze when they said like phones are going away and everyone's just going to email i don't remember anybody saying that but yeah go ahead well it was there was a lot of that going on at the time that was like the they thought that that would eventually replace telephone do you remember that when you were in first grade it wasn't first grade first of all (laughs) see the internet didn't really hit till the 2000s oh 
When do you remember it hitting? 96. Wow. I guess it hit in the 2000s in West Virginia. We're a little behind the times. Yeah. No, 96 is when I remember using the internet. Had the dial-up connection. It would call in. That's right. Can you do an impersonation of that? Of the AOL or the, uh, the dialing? Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. No. no. But, you know, it's uh, it's funny because now we complain. Like, I have one gig a second internet, and we complain about it constantly. Well, uh, yeah. Well, it's because it's called Moore's Law, man. Everything's getting bigger, and the files are getting bigger, and so is the video and audio, and it's not just, you know, uh, static verbiage going through you know, tax. So one of the things that as a business owner or just anyone you have to combat with today is the fact that our attention span continues to get shorter. I mean, yours is half of a goldfish. So <laughs> that's not true. It is. I'm a great listener and my attention span's for not all, that bad. All of four seconds. Well, I mean, how long does it have to be for? Well, I mean, what if you have a six second story? I mean, you're getting, you're losing a third of it. That's not true. I think I'm an excellent listener and I listen very diligently. You're an excellent listener to what you want to listen to. Well, I guess I, I do have selective listening. My mother would agree. <laughs> no, you're a good listener, Chase. But, you know, one of the things about uh, about attention spans is they continue to go down and our expectations continue to rise with service. One of the things that businesses really need to throw out the window today is anyone that has an answering service. What I mean by an answering service are the ones where you call and it says, you know, press one for English, press two for Spanish. Then it rolls you over to another thing that, you know, for this department, hit one. For that department, hit two. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing from the second it starts. What? Zero, 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 zero. And it's because really it deters you more yeah. than it, right? I mean, yeah. as a consumer, you're like, why do I have to go through this to talk to someone? What do you think about a place when you're like zero, 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 and it starts you over? Drives me crazy. Whoa. Oh, man, I tell you, I could go nuts. But the point is, is that there's still businesses that are so antiquated that that's how they're taking phone calls. Yeah. And I think that moving past that and realizing that like with smartphones, everyone thought, hey, email and text will replace phone. But the facts are, it's just easier to get a phone number now. And if you can just touch call, get someone on the phone and figure out what you want to know, that's what we all want. You, you, if you want to talk about the last thing that's been kind of cut off that was very common, right? Yeah. Leaving a message. Yeah, I don't ever do that. <laughs> You're a jerk if you leave a message. Yeah, I'm, uh, my, my voicemail box stays full. I don't delete it. People tell me all the time, they're like, your voicemail box is full. I'm like, yeah, that's because they won't let me turn it off. <laughs> when, when people call me and say, hey, your voicemail's full, I'm like, dude, it's 1130 a.m. Yours isn't. Right. You need to get busy, son. And then they go away insecure, thinking they have nothing going on in their lives. <laughs> Typical <laughs> Uncle Sid behavior, bullying others. Oh, my gosh. I ain't bullying. On today's show, we're going to talk about Uncle Sid's bullying habits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got into it this week when I called Uncle Sid a bully, and he not towards me, but just towards others in life. And are, are you kidding me? <laughs> you have bullyish behaviors. I think some of the listeners would agree. I would like for anybody who agree to text in. If you think that Uncle Sid has been a bully at times on the air, you can text the Victory Honda text <laughs> line at seven three one two one five zero one five eight. Chase said that with such confidence, like he's just going to have an army of people supporting him. Well, I think that I, that we will have some some supporters. I don't think so, man. If you think Uncle Sid talks down to others on air, <clears throat> um, you can also <laughs> talks down to you. Well, you know, oh I think my that. Gosh, do you the think I'm being a victim? The entitlement of millennials nowadays. You think you're entitled to being talked to? That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm here to help people for free. Well, that's that's just because you have a big heart. Well, hang on a second. Now, now I'm a bully with a big heart. You do have a big heart. You're kind. You're contradicting yourself a little bit. I'm just saying, if you're a passive aggressive bully, passive aggressive. Yeah, then oh it's my gosh. you like lure them in. Lure like like here's the little bread oh. comes kitties come over here and get it. Oh my gosh! And then the big bad wolf comes right. out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then then you find out you're having three year old uh, Halloween candy over at Chase's. Yeah. Well, you know what? Do you, that was insane. This week they changed the the date of trick or treat. I didn't know. Normally every didn't year I buy when you bought that candy. Three I buy five hundred dollars worth of candy every year. Three years ago, no, I bought it every year. Have you ever had one of those candy bars that have a mint taste to it? <laughs> That's from it being at Chase's house for three years. <laughs> it's fermented, whatever you want to call it. You, I know. Well, you you're the one that goes over there and eats it, dude. Once, listen, the pizza delivery driver, the Chinese delivery, they all appreciate the candy. Dude, they throw it in your yard. I'm the one that picks it up every morning when I'm taking your, or every week when I take your trash down. 
Speaking of Chinese delivery, now I think we want to give our friends over at Asia Garden a shout out, right? Man, uh, yeah, because it's great food. It is great food. It's a, it's a step above the rest. We for had sure. it last night. We did. We did have it. What, what, what kind of roll was that you were eating? That was the uh, Mexi eel. roll. Oh, Mexi roll. Man, I thought it was the eel roll. I'm no, sorry. No, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the best sellers over there, actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me to tell you what's in it, but it's wonderful. Oh, pfft. well, last night you were telling me all that was in it. Well, I probably knew by looking, but, you know. That's I, where you were trying to browbeat and bully somebody into eating something that they don't normally eat. Uncle Sid does not eat sushi. Well, I wish I did, man. I want to like it. I want to eat it. But I did have the uh, fried rice, the chicken fried rice. Next level, man. Out of this world. Yeah. I mean, isn't it cool that a little old town like Jackson could have something so nice? It, it really is. And, and not would only you that, know that you had to go to Jackson to find it that nice? That's the coolest part. Yeah. And they you can order on the app. They have the Asia Garden app. You can also order on their Instagram page. Yeah, that is cool. And, you know, Snow Cone, the other day at work, he's like, man, I want some Chinese food. I said, dude, call Asia Garden. He's like, wow, I don't really know what to order. I'm like, well, dude, go to their Instagram page. They have amazing pictures of all the food. Yeah. You can see it and it tell you what it is and then you can call it. He literally went to the page, found a picture that he liked, ordered it right there and they delivered it to us, Johnny on the spot. Well, I mean, traveling as much as I do, you know, you don't go around trying new Chinese restaurants and, and I got to say I was probably the most thoroughly impressed with the quality of food uh, from the Asian Garden of, of any town that I've been in. As far as, of course, you referred it, but I mean, it was uh, it was great food, man. I enjoyed it last night. The only suggestion that I have for Asia Garden is I wish they had better fortune cookies. Why? Are you getting re- repeats? I don't get repeats. I just don't feel like they're compelling. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not telling you uh, what you want to hear? I think that fortune cookies should always leave you leaving the restaurant with a little bit of hope. Well, you know what? You're entitled to that. Well, I think it's a nice feeling. It's a nice way to leave. I think we're seeing a p- pattern here. Well, I just, well, that I like to be happy, not be talked oh, down to. Oh, now it's called happy and talked down to? Now <laughs> you think the, the, the fortune cookies are talking down to you, Mr. Entitled? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's not that they're talking down. You're they're digging just, a they're hole. They're just not that, you know. You're dug in a hole, I'm going to have to bring an example of the ones I've been getting. Example? Yeah. I thought it was a very positive fortune cookie. Tim had a fortune cookie tonight when he was leaving. He snatched one. You saw him do that, right? Yeah, that, and it was, said, that one was good. I'll give you that. It said somebody's talking good about you. I right would love second. that. See, that'd leave me feeling like I'm in a good mood. Sure, that's good affirmation. So why are you complaining about it? Because you think you're entitled to something better than that? Well, I just would like a nicer one. Man, I tell you. Do you eat the cookies or just read the fortune? I eat them. See, I've never ate one. I, I only just take the fortune. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm a user. <laughs> I might not eat all the cookie. I eat half the cookie at least. I mean, I eat a little bit. You know, I like to taste the cookie while I'm reading mine. Well, I think that that's always a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, they're not great. They're not good enough to say, hey, I want to eat it. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just have a little extra, you know, sweet and sour chicken. You don't even eat sweet and sour chicken, dude. Sometimes. General Sows. General Sows is my favorite. How many ways do you think people pronounce General Sows? Well, I, uh, for sure they say General Sows, General Sows. To so. They say Tiso. General Tejos. To sot. In Tennessee, most of the time it's Tejos chicken. <laughs> General Tejos. <laughs> Tejos chicken. Let me get some General Tejos with some of that Merlot. <laughs> We're going to have some Cabernet Sabinag <laughs> with that Filig Mignot. <laughs> oh wow god that's love too, them that's too funny the worst part is is i said all those things that way when i first moved from west virginia yeah you don't know anybody you don't know what you don't know yeah people hey everybody likes to go to mcdonald's and have chicken mcnuggets but nobody goes to mcdonald's having mac nuggets well you know you know what's funny is is that uh sometimes chinese food's intimidating to order because you're like, man, I don't know how to pronounce it. So, Well, when you only used to ordering from Beender's or, or what, what's that place across the street from Beender's that you used to eat So at? first of all, Beender's is a bar in Elkins, West Virginia, where I grew up. And the place he's referring across the street is called CJ Maggie's. It's one of the oh. best restaurants I've ever eaten at. Oh. It's absolutely fantastic. They have a oh. few locations. So if you're ever there skiing at Snowshoe or out at Canaan Valley Ski Resort, which I would highly recommend. Before eating your children, go eat at, at the C.J. Maggie's. But C.J. Maggie's that, is amazing. I don't think so. What you have to get there is a calzone when it comes from a brick fire oven. Hold on a second. Let's put Picasso's calzone next to this one. 
listen, I like Picasso's, but in the calzone department, it's not even close. Oh, you're you gotta Everything be kidding me. Picasso's has is wonderful, but the the CJ Maggie's just the Calzone food quality is alone from Picasso's is over CJ Maggie's. CJ Maggie's is like the big lots of 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 cheesecake factories. The big lots of cheesecake factories. It is. First off, they have too big of a menu to be good at anything, and so they think they're cheesecake factory. The menu's a little big, and their and their food quality by the time they get up there to zero degrees Celsius is uh, below par. Disagree. It's amazing. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about processes and business and an exciting project that we've been working on that has to do with the uh, different shows that are on the air throughout the day, including uh, Bill Way's show. And then right after today's show, they're going to have Steve Bowers on to get you on home. And the five o'clock whistle will sound uh, not too long from now. So hang tight and you won't want to miss it. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. I like me better when I'm with you. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. Well, I was thumbing from Montgomery. I had my guitar on my back. When a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac He was dressed like 1950, half drunk and hollow-eyed He said, it's a long walk to Nashville, would you like to ride? Well, I sat down in the front seat, he turned on the radio and them sad old songs coming out of them speakers was solid country gold. Then I noticed the stranger was ghost white pale when he asked me for a light. And I knew there was something strange about this ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you moan the blues? Can you bend them guitar strings? He said, Cause if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Then he cried just south of Nashville, and he turned that car around. He said, this is where you get off, boy, cause I'm going back to Alabama. As I stepped out of that Cadillac, I said, mister, many thanks. He said, you don't have to call me mister, mister. The whole world called me Hank. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you mourn the blues? Can you bend down guitar strings? He said, Lord, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? But if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you 
feeling sad But if you're big star bound Let me warn you it's a long, hard ride If you're big star bound Let me warn you it's a long, hard ride And that is The Ride by David Allen Coe. Just because Uncle Sid asked for it. That's a good old tune right there. Well, you know, uh, you know, that's a, I looked up a fact on that. It says that uh, the ghost story doesn't end with the song. Apparently, Hank made it all the way to the Opryland to see Coe perform it for a special televised event. And then it says. uh, Hang on a second. Not, Not Hank Williams. Well, according to this. No. And it says that uh, when he made it to the last verse with the lyrics, the whole world called me Hank, the lights and the power went out. Wow. Kind of cool. Yeah. I would imagine that he's talking about Hank Williams the third. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's still interesting. Yeah, it is. Did you know that uh, that song had a 19 week run on the country charts and it peaked at number four? It was a good song, man. It was a good song. It was such a great drop when he said the whole world called me Hank. I mean, that, I remember that just spending, you know, sending chills up my back when I first heard it. So for, uh, let's see how your trivia is. We will ask you a question, Uncle Sid. Uh, Shoot. Do you know where Hank Williams Sr. was found dead? Blackley, West Virginia. It's in West Virginia. That is correct. But the correct answer is not Beckley. It's Oak Hill. Well, it's right next to Beckley. Well, it's close. It's off that 19 bypass. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's uh, another interesting thing about it was, is Alan Jackson also encountered Hank's ghost in his 1994 hit Midnight in Montgomery, where he visits the singer's grave in Montgomery, Alabama, as the clock chimes midnight and marks the anniversary of his death. It's kind of crazy, huh? That is wild. And then it says New Year's Day in 1954. Before that, Mark Chestnut and George Jones discovered that the late singer living in the woods in their 1992 duet talking to Hank. You, you know who I got? Who I think you got to respect in the whole deal? Who is Junior? Man, can you imagine like growing up under that that shadow? No, I can't. Huge shoes to fill. Yeah, intimidating for anyone. Yeah, and and, and he's, to done come a great, out, he's done a great job. He just came out a good dude, man. I love old Hank Jr. Supposedly he lives in Paris, Tennessee, just north of here. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good man. I mean, you can tell you can tell with just the honesty and sincerity in his voice when he talks about, you know. But, I mean, I bet you had some wild times growing up, too. Yeah, I would say wild for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. We all keep a couple in the closet. Yeah. Well, as promised, uh, the voice you hear there, that's Uncle Sid. And my name's Chase Channel. You can catch us every Friday now from 4 to 5. And, you know, we talk about life and business, the things you want to hear about. You can always go to Facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show where you can catch the show. Or you can text the Victory Honda text line at 731-215-0158. We try to get to those texts now that the show is condensed down to an hour. It's a little more difficult, but we appreciate you sticking with us when we bounced around from 1 to 3 and then 4 to 6, then 5 to 6. Now we're 4 to 5, so hopefully you found us here and you'll stick with us. And if you're a new listener that was hanging out listening to Bill Way, we're glad to have you along. And hopefully, over the years and years and years of practice, I'll be able to come almost as good as Bill is. There's something magical about that man. Yeah, he definitely has a uh, a way about him. Yeah, I agree. He has a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, right. You know, what's funny is I, I never uh, was much of a talk radio fan. And I actually uh, started listening to talk radio here in Jackson. And when I started, I listened to Bill because he was on during the time that I would drive to work uh, from 8 o'clock until, you know, I usually would get to work about 8.30. Yeah. So I would always catch him in the mornings and uh, really enjoyed the dialogue and enjoyed, A, he talked a lot about West Tennessee. So I was able to learn a lot about Jackson, which I enjoyed because it made me better at talking with clients and relating to people. And also I learned more about where I live. So I think that's always fun. That's a double win right there. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, we got lucky enough to uh, to bounce around. And I'm just glad that he's on back on the air and that we were able to get him at 93.1. I think he's a great addition to the family. And, of course, uh, Steve's coming up after the show. We have the 5 o'clock whistle coming up. Man, it's just action-packed. I hear you. Now, as I said before the break, I promised I had some breaking news. 
and this is the first you're going to hear of it, and I'm sure that you'll hear it being talked about more and more and more, but we are launching a website called TalkLegends.com. And that idea came to me when I was thinking about uh, about Bill and thinking about some of the talents like Steve and these guys who, in my opinion, are definitely the legends of talk radio here in West Tennessee. So I thought, what better way to hear them? Because uh, right now we don't have an online presence, and I think that that's a huge need. I wake up in the morning and I have to wait till I'm in the car. So this is going to fill that void where you can go to TalkLegends.com and we will have a Talk Legends app, and I will announce when those are live. And then uh, we're even going to put some extras on there but and some different content. But I think it'll be cool so you can go check it out online. And um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it, that's uh, moving with the times. That's where it's going. So, Yeah, I think that it's, uh, it's cutting edge uh, for sure. And we're just really – I'm trying to make sure that the listening experience is fantastic there. So when you go over, you know, you can enjoy it. And like I said, I'm trying to get some exclusives over there. So – Maybe we'll have, if like I run out of time, I can always finish my thoughts. We'll put those over there. And we're also going to have archives of the show so you can hear them. If you miss them, you'll be able to go over there and catch up and make sure that you hear your favorite shows or at least the parts that you want to hear. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, part of that is, um, and you know, I've been working my way through it. And I think that that's a, a great thing to talk about on today's show is when you have an idea, like working your way to making it happen. Well, putting putting the rubber to the road, so to speak, is uh is really the secret to the whole deal because everybody's got ideas. That's right. And I think that one of the things I've always been good at is I go start on it right now. And I think that might be some of my impatience, but to me when I feel like I've got a winner, I just think, well, why wait another minute, you know? Sure. Like let's do something moving us towards time it, to, to, speed is money. Money is speed. That's a fact. And, and part of being, and I know you don't like this word, but the part of being a, a good entrepreneur is being able to do that effectively with making as little as, if not any mistakes, because let's be honest, everybody's going to make mistakes. So really you got to make halftime adjustments to then try and smooth it out. You hope you just don't make mistakes that, that sink your boat. Well, you know, when, when this show went on the air earlier this year, and I think this is about the 27th show. Would that make you a 20- legend yet? No, no, oh, I'm a... Okay. I'm not even through my freshman year yet. <laughs> a legend in my own mind, maybe. But <laughs> Don't you know it? But I, I, I do feel like I have a lot of uh, that I can contribute uh, to business and to everyone listening. Sure. And from my mistakes, uh, I hope that everyone can learn. And as we talked about last week, I really feel like this Friday segment of, of the programming, it really is our Friday afternoon mastermind. And, and we believe if you're listening that you want to take yourself to the next level, whether it's in business or life or whatever. So that's why we always talk about things that are motivational, pertinent, that have a business tie-in. And, of course, we uh, we also kind of ramble well, on occasionally. Chase, I mean, talking about taking yourself to the next level, I mean, you you know what the four levels are? No, tell us. How much time we got? We got plenty of time. All right. Well, so you got to have you got four levels in your business, right? To start out with, no matter how much people try and push against this or to deny this or claim that it's not cool or whatever, you got to become a sales pro to your first level of whatever your product is. You got to become the absolute master salesman of selling what it is you're selling. Whether you're in bug extermination or in selling cars or selling yourself or selling training or selling you know, whatever your business is, whether you're a dentist trying to sell, a, you know, root canals or whatever it is, you have to become a sales pro in what you're selling. I agree. hundred percent. And then eventually the second level of business is to become what's called self-employed, which means you're a hundred percent reliable. Now, some of us start out here, but it is the second level in business, but, uh, you know, you're a hundred percent, uh, accountable for generating your own revenue. There's a positive and a negative there. The positive is you get to keep all the revenue. The negative is, is you're responsible for all the revenue too. And that's the second level of business, which is self-employed. The third level of business is when you become what's called a CEO, chief executive officer. Now you're working on your business. You might have processes and, and, and placements underneath you to where you're actually you know, being able to, to, to manage it. This is where you're working on your business and not in your business. 
And then you move to the fourth level, and that's the ultimate level of success, which is an investor. I love it. Yeah. Then you're investing into your business. You can invest in ways that you want to grow and, you know, and, and, you know, cut things that you're not growing in or, or that you don't want to grow towards and you become an investor. So that's the four stages of business and understanding where you're at in business is key to making it to the next level to ultimately become the fourth level is to know where you're sitting right this second as an individual in your business. Well, so many people want to go start a business and what they don't realize is, is they're just basically buying themselves a job. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like it's not a business if you can't pay yourself and the business still make money and be healthy. Sure. And that's the key to moving because then without you, the business is still a business. That's right. And that's where so many people, I mean, I hear folks all the time come up with these ideas and they text the text line, these ideas. And uh, if you have a business idea, you are able to text that to the text line. I'll tell you what I think, and it costs you absolutely nothing. I do that for the listeners for tuning in. That number to text is 215-0158, sponsored by Victory Honda. And I think that it's just a cool thing that when people come up with these ideas, I'm like, well, that, you know, is there a way to build that out? Yes, but if you're not prepared to do that. And one of the things with that is we become control freaks. Yeah. We don't want to delegate, let others do it. And then all of a sudden when you, a lot of, a lot of old baby boomer successful businesses, you see that happen too. Yeah. Because the person who made it great doesn't want to let go of any of that control. Sure. And then all of a sudden when they pass the torch to the next generation, that two or three generation old business you, is long gone. You also see a lot of people give up early on a business because they realize, oh my goodness, I'm the chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. I can't pass this on to my kids this is the wrong business I want to spend my life developing. 100%. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was uh, my friend Jim Ebert. He owns um, a lot of McDonald's through West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania. And he said uh, his brother is uh, actually a dentist. It's funny that you say that. But um, he said, listen, man, the only way he makes money is if his, if his hands are in someone's mouth. Yep. And he's like, for me, I make it while I'm sleeping, make it when I'm awake, and I make it all year round, you know, 24 hours a day. 365 days a year. Yeah. So I think that that's uh, really important when you think about business and you think about what you want to do in life because it's important to make sure that you can make money around the clock. Sure. Yeah, making money when you sleep is uh, next level for sure. Yeah, no doubt. We're going to take a short break. Um, The cool thing about this show, and, and I don't know that I've ever addressed this, but I think that it's important so everyone listening knows is um, I've always decided to only play one commercial every show. So basically we go to break, we play one commercial, one quick promo that I made for the station, and then we usually play one song, and we do that maybe twice in a show. The reason that we do that is because I don't want to clutter it with commercials, and we appreciate everyone listening, but I've always felt like rather than selling out, I want to give everyone a great show. So that's why we do it. So if you're thinking, well, man, I might flip to the next station. You don't want to do it because all you're going to have to do is hear one song. We usually talk about it for a minute. Today, we're letting Uncle Sid pick out the song, so I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Oh, we're going to pick a song now. We're going to pick a song now. We're going to take a short break, so you're going to want to wait so you can hear what Uncle Sid picks, and then we'll be back right after this to talk about some processes. I got a good one. You got a good one? I got a good one. All right, we'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand.
Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. You're listening to the Talk of Jackson. For the hottest shows in the Hub City, keep it locked right here on 93.1 WTJS. We, uh, this is to all you women out there. They're standing beside your man. You make them look a whole lot better by standing right there. You know what I mean? This is called making me look good again. Drake's drummer playing guitar. We've never seen this before. Thank you. Y'all, this is Adam Schwimm from New Braunfels, Texas, right here. He only knows this one song. I'm just kidding. He knows one song. She slips her hands right under my shirt. Oh, with those loving eyes, she pulls me back here. There you go, baby, yeah, making me look good again. There you go, baby, making me look good. That's Drake White with Making Me Look Good Again. You know, uh, I like that dude. He sings with a lot of soul. Yeah. You can really feel it. 
Yeah. Especially in that live version. If you want to hear that live version, you can go to YouTube. They have it on there. Yeah. I think it's a better version than the one on the uh, on the record. Sure. Yeah. Well, the the, the, the album versions with the piano. And uh, he does that one with an acoustic. The piano would be cool. Yeah. Well, doesn't sound as good as that one, but yeah. Yeah. My name's my name is Chase and Uncle, uncle Chase. Uncle Chase. Yeah, I'm an uncle. <laughs> you are an uncle. My name's Chase. The other voice you hear, that's Uncle Sid. You can catch us every Friday from 4 to 5 right here on 93.1. If you miss the show, there's an encore performance tomorrow morning every Saturday from 9 until 10, and that plays right after the Schofield Report. Now, I will tell you, I highly recommend that you listen to the Schofield Report. They talk about sports. If you like sports, every Saturday morning from 8.30 until 9. Um, John does a really great show. Usually Brad's on there with him. And I really enjoy hearing about, they talk about local sports, which I think is cool, but also a little bit of SEC and college football and everything else you, going on. You know in the what world. they don't talk about, though, Chase? What? Is the Tennessee West Virginia game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they do not talk about that. I don't really talk about it much anymore either because I don't want any Tennessee folks to dislike me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. You know, the well. game's over, so it's like I'm not going to be, uh, uh, what well, do they call that when you're, uh, you know? I think you stand strong with where you're from. Well, for sure. West Virginia will always be home, but now right here in West Tennessee is home. And I got to say, it's it's probably one of the, the most favorite places I've ever lived. I love this place, man. Yeah, You know, I keep coming back up here. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, actually. Yeah, it's good. It's good people and good place. So I've promised to talk a little bit about processes in business, and I, we're almost out of time, so I want to get to that. Um, and one of the things that I think makes for a great business is really nailing down the little things. Like when you, how when was the last time you've called your own business to see who answers the phone, how they answer it, what they say, and is it consistent with the message and the culture and the vision of your business or organization? Now that goes for banks, it goes for insurance companies, it goes for restaurants, it goes for everyone. And I think oftentimes we would be baffled if we heard what was said because it's normally not kind of it's really not part of who that business is not not only that chase i mean you know in the car business one of the first things we do is actually call the number that's because you know we use so many spoof numbers or you know rollover numbers correct you call every number and every ad you that you're spending big money on it would scare you where you knew some of those numbers went if you don't keep so up with one it. of the things i did when i every time i take over a new dealership i go online and i call every phone number everywhere and I make sure that it rings to the phone to the person that I want to answer it. And so often you go to like their Google page and it's a number that rings to like a phone in the service department. Yeah. Or you go call the cars.com page and that goes to the body shop to a phone that no one uses. Yeah. So you, making sure you, you, you dial the number in here. Hey, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it blows me away. So one of the things we want to do is make sure that the basics are always done. And I think the basics are just that they're just simple, fundamental how, how do we look to the public in, in, in business? And those things, I think, you know, we, what we do to hear calls is we record every one of them and we listen to them constantly. I mean, every day I go back through and listen to sales calls to see how they're handling them. You got to stay on top of it. So um, phones are kind of basic. Make sure that you're, you know, um, when you go to your website, you check those, those different numbers. Now, I've talked about this once before, maybe in the very, very early on stages of the show, but... Um, call tracking is something that's really, really important to track your advertising dollars. Uh, what call tracking does is it makes sure that if you run a billboard, for instance, you can put a number that overlays onto and forwards to a different number. So that will give you data to see how many people called from that billboard. It also gives you a chance if you ever accidentally misprint the wrong phone number, you do still have one chance of buying that number and getting it back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For sure. You can, and, and you know, with call track, I think it's just important because sourcing is so important. Yeah. You know, in this world where we, where we, uh, it's funny, we had uh, one of our, our national marketing director was in town this week and she was sitting at the sales tower next to me. And while sitting there, we had um, four different customers come up and say that, I have, man, you look good on TV. We saw you on TV. And then we had uh, two customers. One was sitting like right next to her that was like, Hey, we heard you on the radio. Because they hear my ads, plus some of them hear the show. And so it was funny because she's like, I've never got sourcing like this, like anywhere. And I'm like, well, in Jackson, it's a small enough market that, you know, most of the clients will see our ads or hear me and they recognize me because I'm not just on the ads, I'm in the store too. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it is. So make sure the phones are ringing right. Make sure sourcing is done properly. Those are kind of some of the fundamental elementary things that you can do in business. Any to make sort sure. of source tracking is good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, what's one of the what, one of the things when you go to appraise a car? What do you what do you have your salespeople write down when they appraise the car? Yeah. Well, they do an entire sheet on from the condition. But of mileage what's one to, of the, what's one of the pieces of information you should get out of every uh, trade appraisal? I don't know what radio station it's on. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think most of them we'd find to be locked right here on 93.1 because they know that the they Chase better Channel be boy. On. <laughs> yeah, That's right. right. Yeah. But yeah, sourcing is so important in business and paying attention to where people can pick you up and listen. I think that's just one of those things that uh, that makes, you know, it's just it seems so easy, but yet most businesses don't do it. Yeah. You got uh, you had a nice secret sauce for us today, Uncle said. That was good. You like that? It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good information. Yep. If they want to follow, and if you want to follow along with Uncle Sid, uh, you can actually go check him out on social media. You can go to uh, Facebook and you can type in Sid Michael, that's S-Y-D, and then Michael. And uh, Uncle Sid has some groups. If you ever want to hear more information or more content on what he does, I encourage you to do that because you'll find that you learn a lot. His stuff's way more uh, in-depth because it's targeted to only people interested in that. When we talk on air, we realize that we talk to business owners and uh, everyone in between from kids to adults to all different age groups. So um, traditional radio is really targeted at mass audiences. So we try not to bore anyone. But I think that even uh, everyone finds business interesting. Sure. Shark Tank's proven that. Sure. You know, there's three steps before the four steps of your business. Did you know the three steps of being a salesperson? What are they? Uh, order taker, presenter, and then closer. Which are you? There's oh, come on now. I'm the master closer. <laughs> Coffee is for closers. That's right. Well, I think that uh, one of the things Uncle Sid talked on, we don't have much time left, but I think this is important because it really just goes to show you that when like nothing in business starts till you make a sale. Nothing starts until you have a sale and to be able to benchmark where you're at to know where you can grow to the next level. If you're a presenter and you want to ne- grow to the next level to become, you know, a, a closer. It's a lot easier to do than to be hitting, to be, you know, looking at CEO or investor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Small baby steps. You'll get there, you know? Well, I think that that's just one of those things. Like most people in life, they, they come up with these brilliant ideas and all, but you have to see if someone's willing to buy it. It all starts with sales. You know what I mean? And like, I've heard people tell me, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. How many of them have you sold? Well, we haven't sold them yet, but everyone said they'd buy them. Well, a lot of times when you ask them for the money, they have amnesia. No, well, they, we call them kangaroos. They can't reach their wallet. <laughs> kangaroos. I never heard that. Yeah, man. Nothing's worse than a webinar of ruse. You know, the car business has a lot of lingo. It, it has a ton of lingo to where people think you're talking Chinese. And you don't realize that until you think back when you first walked in the car business. All the terminologies, roach, bogue. So we can't, yeah. we can't give them all away, but let's give them a good one that they'll know now. Well, just the difference between Bogue and a Roach, I think, is hilarious. I'll let you describe it. Go ahead. I can't. Age before beauty. <laughs> Tell them what it is. A Bogue would be somebody who maybe has less than, you know, the, actually 70% of the public, right? Somebody less than average or, or marginal credit. A Roach couldn't finance the steam off a Whopper. So like a like bogus comes from the term bogus, obviously like a shorter version bogus credit. Yeah. So you'll hear somebody say, "Oh, that person's a they're they're a bogus or they're so classifications." Yeah. Which you know, and and I think we get numb to it because we see so many of them, and you hear it so much. But then when you turn around, what is somebody that's absolutely you know eight hundred plus beacon or seven eighty bullets. bullets, baby? Yeah, you got some bullets over there, dude. Don't worry about it. his grandmother's bullets. Show him whatever he wants. Yeah. So now you got a little bit of car business lingo today. And uh, you, from 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 the old car dog himself, Uncle Sid, <laughs> the OG car dog, right? The, the OG car dog. But it is it is funny. And and I remember when I started out, I didn't really know what anyone was talking about. Do you know what a drive by shooting package is? No, sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> you probably sold a lot of those now. What was the street that you that you worked on in Atlanta? Metropolitan Parkway, which used to be Stewart <laughs> Avenue. So, the, so Metropolitan Parkway, which was Stewart Avenue, they changed the name constantly. Because, so people would go there. Yeah, because if you told somebody I was on Stewart Ave, they would never come there. No, the girl dressed up like McDonough was not a trick or treater. 
<laughs> That's too funny. That's on the south side of Atlanta, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> next to the airport. Yeah, next to the airport yeah. and right next to Turner Field. Right past Turner Field, yeah. Yeah, right past. The- yeah. Now, you were a security guard next to Turner Field, right? My 11th grade year, yeah. How was that? Miserable. Did you see any action? Yes, and I was unarmed. <laughs> what, do you have pepper spray? No. You're like Paul Blart down there. <laughs> I had nothing, Did man. you have a Segway? No. <laughs> I wish I had a Segway. That would have made it a lot easier. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah. You know the guy who invented the Segway died on a Segway? Isn't that weird? That's bizarre. It, it is bizarre. I mean, what are the chances? Well, he died with what he loved, I guess. That's crazy. All I had was a pair of handcuffs, and and the only time I used them was for pictures. <laughs> Give us your best story from that job. Oh no! Well, no. You can make a PG. Ah, come on, we're dying to know. So I used to have all the bums. You know, Capitol Homes was right there, and they used to always come up, want to grab the shorts out of the ashtray, and I wouldn't let them come on the property. So I would grab the shorts and then put them on the wall. And I used to put them all down there, and they all, you know, I'd had them separated by three different, because I had three different guys that would come by, and they, they were supposed to grab their own, but this one guy kept grabbing two, the other guys, too. So when he came down through there, and poor guy probably been up for several days doing drugs and all, you know, probably not in the best of health. I, I was so mad at him for taking the other guy's shorts, because I thought it was kind of greedy to be, you know, somebody to sit there and be nice enough to, to hand those to you, and then you to take more than what you were supposed to take. I gave him some Andy's hot fries. <laughs> And I didn't, I loved watching him. He he started eating them, and then he goes, "Oh my goodness, you got anything to drink?" And I went, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> That's your punishment for taking the shorts from the other guy. That's too funny. Yeah. The only time I ever uh, had a story from down there is I went to a Braves game, and I was driving around trying to find parking, and I couldn't find parking, and there was a church, and as I pulled up, I was like, "Man, it looks like like a funeral home." And that's what it ended up being. It was a, there was like a funeral home next to a church. So I pull up in there and a guy comes walking up to me and he says, it's $20. And I'm like, $20. I'm like, which is kind of the going rate. You know, that's not like crazy. You paid him. I paid him and uh, come to find out he didn't work there. No, he was just walking by and saw saw you and thought, ah, get me 20 for a while. I'm walking by. I got hustled for 20 and then I still blocked in the hearse, but you know. The cool thing was, is that was the best parking spot ever. I walked across the street right into the VIP. Because it was illegal. And straight into the, the, they had like box seats right at the top there. But now they moved out to SunTrust Park. Yeah, they've moved around. When I, when I did it, it was back with Atlanta Stadium. So that tells you how far, it was before Turner Field. Well, Uncle Sid is an Atlanta native. He's one of the only people that you will ever meet that is really from Atlanta. From Atlanta and got real parents. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's in Atlanta, rare. when you live there, no one is from Atlanta, so it's it was always surprising when Sid would tell people he's from Atlanta. Yeah, right. Always interesting. Uh, my name's Chase Channel, and this is the Chase Channel Show. You can catch us every Friday from 4 until 5 right here on 93.1. Uh, right after this, we're about to sound the 5 o'clock whistle. You won't want to miss that. And then you will have Steve Bowers ringing you on home on your afternoon drive. So hopefully you're out of work. You can uh, enjoy the whistle. And any final words, Uncle Sid? Chase, if we got an A in in little, you know, in school, we got to go to the varsity. The varsity. Yeah. Man, the world famous varsity downtown Atlanta. If that's not Atlanta to the bone, I don't know what it is. That's funny. What do you have? What do you have? That's right. That's what they say when you walk in the varsity. N- naked dog running. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and what's the thing called? A frozen, uh, the orange? F-O. F-O, frozen yeah. orange. Yeah. Got to have it. If you're in Atlanta, check out the varsity. And if you, uh, you want to hear fantastic talk radio just hang out and you can listen to steve bowers and if you just now are joining us on this program you can catch the encore performance tomorrow morning from nine until ten right here on 93.1 we'll catch you later see ya quitting time who says it's quitting time i said it's quitting time i was the foreman i was the one says when it's quitting time at terrace quitting time Quitting time! Quitting time! Quitting time! Time to disassemble, it's a semi-line. Lord, I love punching out. Like I hate punching in. Woo! Hot devil, level, level, it's quitting time again. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more.
like to be hanging out, but I got to get moving on. Woo! kitchen and fix me something good to eat and make my head a little high make the whole day complete because we're gonna lay around the shanty mama and put a good buzz on well pass it to me baby well pass it to me slow take time out to smile a little before you let it go because we're gonna lay around the shanty mama Put a good buzz on There ain't nothing to do And there's always room for more Fill it, light it, shut up Shanty mama And put a good buzz on Something good to eat And make ourselves a little high Make the whole day complete Cause we're gonna lay around the shanty mama And put a good buzz on Well every night and day If I can help it We're gonna lay around the shanty mama And put a good buzz on the woo weekend man there's only one way to change numbers change anything change your outcome and that's to amp the energy up to the woo weekend baby Stop going to- 